Information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com Inventory Lab is the proud sponsor of That Cat Radio. Amazon resellers, streamline your bookkeeping at InventoryLab.com. Spend some time at Inventory Lab and save time every day with your bookkeeping. InventoryLab.com Welcome to That Cat Radio with your host, Cat Simpson. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to That Cat Radio. I want to give a shout-out to our premier show sponsor, Inventory Lab. Make inventory and accounting automatic with Amazon sellers on Inventory Lab. Today is Tuesday, if I'm keeping track right, October 13th. And today I have Karen Locker back with us to talk about SCO and retail arbitrage and the future of SBA, all kinds of things. Most of you already know Karen, but for those who don't, Karen started selling on eBay back in 2008 to help provide some extra income for her family. She began working with an e-commerce business in 2009 to help them expand their eBay business onto the Amazon marketplace. Then Karen realized there were not many services available to small to medium-sized businesses to help them achieve their goals. And so in 2013, Karen founded her solutions business called Solutions for E-Commerce, and you can find them at solutions, the number four, e-commerce.com. Welcome back, Karen. How's your day? Oh, it's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're managing a whole staff working on Amazon accounts now, right? No, not yet. The management part's still all on me, but the other yeah. stuff, I've got other staff now finally doing. But That's we've had a couple days school vacation, so you know how that goes. Oh, yeah, so you're going to get nothing done with the kids around. Well, listen, I know you were so busy, and that was one of the main reasons you didn't make it to SCO this year, because you've been to the one in Philly, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so... I want to talk about the SCO event. Um, I know a lot of people were not able to make it. I think attendance was about 250, 270 there this year. So it was, it was a pretty good size event, but it was smaller than usual because it's all the way out in Seattle. And I want to tell people uh, what, the way SCO started, and people don't know what it is, it's SCOE.biz if you're curious what I'm talking about this SCO. And for years I was the only one that called it SCOE. Remember that, Karen? I do. It's S-C-O-E, and I was like, okay, that's SCOE. But evidently the pronunciation is SCO. So SCO, I was just got off the phone with Rhonda, who's in charge of SCO right now. They actually started back in 2006 in a gentleman's living room, uh, back when Amazon had just started letting uh, third-party sellers and was just getting into this FBA thing. A bunch of them got together, and Amazon employees actually came to the meeting and acted as kind of like a focus group. So they were asking these sellers, you know, how is this working? What do you need? That kind of thing. So I, I really wish I'd been in on that. Wouldn't that have been a fun meeting? That would have been yeah. to be on the ground floor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never actually asked him if, if Bezos came. I'm sure he didn't. But I know a lot of the C-suite people were there at that point. And then over the years, Amazon has been real involved some years, not very much involved this year. Um, it seems like they're... They want to be there. They want to use us like a focus group. They want to kind of connect with their sellers, but they really don't that much. So if you're looking for an eBay Live kind of event with Amazon, yeah, that's not what we are. <laughs> you're not going to get to shake Bezos' hand or, you know, that kind of thing. I understand in the early years when they started using the name and having the events in 2009 that there were a lot of C-suite people that were attending. I think the first year I was there, they had sent a couple of people that were up in upper-level management, and they were talking about the product ads and things. That was when they first started doing product ads and that kind of thing. Um, and then one year, I think two years I went, they had a lot of their customer service staff, and that was really cool because they had set up a whole bunch of hotel rooms or conference rooms, 
and you could make an appointment and go in and actually sit down face-to-face with Amazon customer service and talk about the issues in your account or questions you had. So that was really, really valuable. But um, it just, you know, I, I gotten to know Rhonda over the years, and I know that she totally welcomes as much Amazon input as they want, but the reality is it's all up to them. So she's told me in the past that they usually wait till like, right before, before they tell her they're coming. So everyone, as soon as the dates are set, like she just released the dates for the 2016 in Philly, and everyone's like, oh, is Amazon going to be there? Is Amazon going to be there? Well, the truth is, we don't know. You know, nobody really knows until the end, and then they say they're coming or not. So this year, I did not see any current employees from Amazon, but we did have very interesting three ex-employees from Amazon. So I think you would have enjoyed their talks, Karen. That's always interesting. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't anybody, you know, you see ex-employee and you start wondering if they're out there, they got some rant against the company, and it wasn't like that at all. Um, the three that were there were Peter Kearns, who now works for Feedvisor. I don't know if uh, that was new for me. Uh, Rachel Greer and Chris McCabe. And all three of them left the company on, you know, great footing. They didn't get mad and leave. They just moved on to other opportunities. So it was, it was their inside uh, tips and hints and helping us understand where Amazon was coming from, but there wasn't any of that negative overtone. So that was really nice. So it wasn't an axe to grind. No. It was just information. Yes. When you hear ex-employee, don't you, you can't, your mind kind of goes, okay, take this with a grain of salt, right? <laughs> yeah, because it usually is someone with an axe to grind about something. Right, right. And none of these were like that. They were very positive about the company, about their time there. Um, they were, you know, up on the, uh, up, on the up and up. And um, Rachel and Chris are both doing consulting, of course. Rachel focuses more on larger companies. And then Peter was doing consulting. I think he still does a little bit of it, but he's now full-time with Speedvisor. So it was really nice to talk to them about their time at Amazon, what they learned there. I've got literally, I told you I had a bunch of notes. I literally have 10 pages of notebook paper notes. So we're not going to cover all this tonight, <laughs> but we're going to try to cover some of it. And I'm really glad. Thank you, Karen, for your time, because I was going to just tell my audience about all this stuff, and I thought, you know what? Karen is my expert. Karen's my go-to girl. She knows what's going on behind the scenes of all these hundreds of accounts she works on. So I wanted to hear kind of your response to what I was getting told out there, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. So for segment one, we're going to introduce the SCOE event, and I want to encourage folks to attend. I know that they're, uh, so the attendance is about 275 250 this year. I know there's room for more than that in Philly. Um, this is a really interesting audience. This audience at SCO was very, very much business owners. Um, I would say probably the average monthly sales of that audience was in the 25K and above range. I mean, these were serious sellers. So if those are the kind of people that you want to learn from or network with, then this is a good event for you. I know you and I go to a lot of events, and kind of sometimes it's hard to, hard to say, okay, this one would be better for you or that one. But it was a really interesting audience. Uh, Karen, I think you would have felt very much at home. Well, that's cool. And the the key, too, isn't so much dollar value. It's it's the mindset of a business. Yes. Because I work with all sorts of people lately, and I'm noticing that there's definitely a mindset to I'm running a business mm-hmm. versus a mindset of I'm selling. Right. right. And this, you know, there were people from all different dollar amounts, like, like you referred to, but I would say that these are very professional sellers interested in growing large businesses. I would say most of the yep. audience out there were not solopreneurs. They've got staff. Um, they are interested in being a business and making, you know, good money and, you know, creating a long-term business. So that was the audience. If you're thinking about whether you should go to the SCO event or not, that's the audience that was there, and I think it was really interesting. 
Um, over the years, it's kind of been pegged as the Amazon conference. And I know last year and, and even this year, Rhonda's trying to expand that. In fact, last year it was exciting. We actually had someone from Etsy come and talk. And I'm doing a webinar tonight on Etsy, so I'm really interested in Etsy right now. But we actually had an Etsy speaker from Etsy. I think you were there at that one, weren't you, Karen? Yeah, Philly. Philly, yeah. It was the Philly one. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, this year we had a, a presentation on eBay and some other things. But it really, I mean, even though it is general e-commerce and a lot of the talks were about customer metrics and understanding your turn rate and, you know, big concepts like that that apply in all e-commerce, it still was a lot focused on Amazon. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, now, you're, you're right. Karen looked at my notes and said we're never going to cover all this in the first segment, but I'm going to jump in there and try, okay, because I put out the... <laughs> okay, you try. <laughs> I put out the title of, is, this, is, the, is, re- is the end of retail arbitrage in sight? So I know everybody's going, what is she talking about? So I want to give you a couple of quotes from three different people, speakers at the event, or two different speakers. First of all, this quote was from Cynthia Stein, who I strongly want to recommend, sorry about that, want to recommend her book, uh, Suspension Prevention, but this quote from her I thought was very interesting. She has gotten over 130 sellers reinstated. She has a 100% success rate when she takes on a case of getting people uh, reinstated for their count suspensions on Amazon. This is a direct quote from her speech. Most of you, referring to us, the sellers, need to change where you source. And many of you need to change how you treat your customers. And that's a quote from Cynthia Stein. Here's a quote from Cliff Enico. Are you prepared for the coming FBA Armageddon? (laughs) What do you think about that? Here's another quote from Cynthia. From my experience, all I can tell you is that Amazon hates drugstore.com. So what does that tell you, Karen? Are there problems with retail Um, arbitrage? Yeah, well, I mean, there's problems with, with any type of source, but definitely, you know, they have some issues with the retail arbitrage part. Um. Not all of it. I mean, retail arbitrage has been since the beginning of eBay times. It's yes. there. It's it's. I don't think this is the end of. I don't think it's it's. But you have to source smart. And mm-hmm. one of the things that happens is, and I mean, this can happen even if you buy from wholesale. You get stuff from a store. Sometimes it's a return that was put back on the shelf. It's missing pieces. There's all sorts of things that can happen, and you need to be prepared for whatever is is coming. Um, a lot of people are, you know, doing the quick find and, and search, and it's it's just it can be tricky if you're not careful. Absolutely. That would be my two cents. That's more than two cents, and I love it. And I do agree with you because there was a lot of talk about retail arbitrage negatively, um, but I don't think it's ever the end of something. I do think that there are a lot of issues that people who do retail arbitrage need to be aware of, and we're going to cover some of that later in the show. We're going to talk about what you need to be watching, how you can protect yourself. Cynthia's book, again, has some great points on that. We actually had uh, one of the guys talking to us about how to talk so Amazon will listen. We'll cover that. And what is Amazon product quality? We'll cover that. So rest in peace. Uh, Retail arbitrage is not over, but you need to be smart. Thanks for listening to the WS Radio Network, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there, too. 
Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com, on your phone and in your ear, everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. If you're looking for shipping supplies for your online business, then look no further than BubbleFast. Packing peanuts, they've got them. Poly bubble mailers, they've got those too. BubbleFast even has all the shipping supplies you need for Amazon FBA. So, what are you waiting for? Visit their website today at BubbleFast.com. Oh, and don't forget to use your That Cat Radio coupon code. That Cat Radio is good for 5% off your next purchase. BubbleFast. Think about all the reasons you love being a small business owner. Did accounting and taxes make the list? 40% of your peers say these are the least favorite tasks of being self-employed. Amazon sellers can turn to Inventory Lab. At Inventory Lab, we were sellers before developers. Our bundled services help eliminate your daily business headaches so you can enjoy the best parts of owning a business. Get your free 30-day trial at InventoryLab.com. You've heard me talking about Progressive Medical Center. They have helped me feel my best. And Dr. Goley, tell us a little bit about integrative medicine. Why is that such a big deal at Progressive Medical Center, and how can that make me feel better? Integrative medicine is just good medicine. It's combining the best of traditional medicine, nutritional medicine, natural medicine, and really helping the patient get to the root cause so they can take control of their health and really make an impact to improve not only their energy, their vitality, and just their overall outlook on their health and their life. I procrastinated for a long time before I finally made an appointment. So why should someone not delay and go ahead and get set up and come see you guys? Any journey begins with that first step. And that first step means making a decision to recognize that there's something wrong with you. Whether you have fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, not sleeping well, not concentrating, all of these issues, you can get to the root cause. So many of us here at The Fish have gotten help from Progressive Medical Center. So why don't you find out more from them today? Go to ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. Does your business do a lot of shipping and wish you could get more for less? Stamps.com is the solution. It's the ideal way to automate and simplify your e-commerce shipping needs. Easily import all your venues like eBay, Amazon, and others. Trips to the post office will soon become a memory. Stamps.com gives you postage on demand. Just click, print, and mail at discounted shipping rates. See why so many e-commerce businesses have switched. Visit Stamps.com. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com. Inventory Lab is the proud sponsor of That Cat Radio. Amazon resellers, streamline your bookkeeping at InventoryLab.com. Spend some time at Inventory Lab and save time every day with your bookkeeping. InventoryLab.com Welcome to That Cat Radio with your host, Cat Simpson. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you again for choosing to connect with Cat. Segment two of That Cat Radio is sponsored by Bubble Fast, where you get your wholesale shipping supplies fast. And remember... This month, getting ready for Q4, it's time to stock up, and you can save 10% instead of 5% if you use Bat Cat Radio on your checkout with Bubble Fast. Okay, good discount on uh, shipping supplies. Don't you think, Ro- uh, Robin, Karen, gosh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do. I, I use think bubble baths all the time. Me too. I know we're good friends with Mark and Robin, but 10%, especially when you're stocking up, counts. Okay, so I don't think the end of retail arbitrage is in sight. And technically, I want to go back and quote that I, the quote that I gave you guys from Cliff Benico, the SBA Armageddon. Cliff wasn't referring specifically to SBA. Cliff was, or to uh, retail arbitrage. Cliff was actually talking about SBA as a whole. Karen, what do you think about that? I think that FBA is what Amazon likes because Amazon likes to control the delivery to the um, customer. And, uh, you know, I've seen lots of posts lately. It's interesting how some of the deliveries get made. But, um, you know, they like to control because they want to make sure it's getting there fast and it's getting there, you know, appropriately. So they want their merchants to use FBA that much, I know. Um, I agree. Go ahead. Cliff, I want to make sure I make sure I explain it to you and the audience well enough. Cliff's position was that as Amazon gets better and better with this distribution and having the issues they're having with the third-party sellers, he thinks they're going to move to where right now they're doing 44, 40-something percent, 44 is the last number I heard, is uh, orders are shipped from you know, third-party merchants. He thinks they're going to get to that point where Amazon is shipping 60%. 70%, 80%, and just make the SBA sellers a smaller and smaller portion. That was the position he was talking about. What do you think? Okay. But I guess I'd have to, because I wasn't there to hear it, um, because SBA sellers, Amazon's still shipping. It's the merchant fulfilled sellers that mm-hmm. Amazon is still trying to pull in. And I know that because of the small and light program they've set up and all of these other things. And, I mean, honestly, Amazon cannot source every product and carry that much, all of the inventory that people are selling on the platform for them. Basically, the third-party sellers provide a huge wealth of additional inventory that they don't have to put the outlay of the cost for. So I'm not entirely sure that they're going to phase out that kind of stuff. I totally agree with you. That was my position, too. I think that, you know, Amazon is making such a healthy cut off of those FBA sales, and they have no risk, like you pointed out. They have no money invested in that inventory. So I think this is is the original plan that Jeff came up with, and this is what he wants. So I don't see it ending. But it was interesting. You know, I, I really respect Cliff. He's very smart. He's my own lawyer for my business. And we've worked together for a long time, so I just, I had not heard that, and I thought that was really interesting. Okay, so... We've moved from private label, not the end of private label. We've moved into, is it the end of SBA? Neither one of us think it's the end of SBA. Now I want to talk a little bit about private label, because this became a huge buzzword in the Amazon FBA community. Is that, have you been seeing that also with your clients? Um, most of mine either don't do private label, or if they are doing private label, it is truly private label. Okay. And that's what I want to talk about. What is private label? Because that was, Cliff was giving, one of the first talk he gave was talking about um, how you should, you know, how the legal responsibilities of a private label person. And when he came out to talk, he gave us two examples. He said there basically are two kinds of private label people. There's a straight reseller or a VAR reseller, V-A-R, value-added reseller. And so he was talking about a private reseller or Private, re, you know, private label person who's a straight reseller would go to Fred's Organic Honey. I think that's the example he used, and they would make a deal with Fred that they would sell Fred's Organic Honey on Amazon for them, and they would have an mm-hmm. agreement and a contract. That's what he called a straight reseller, and a lot of folks would call that private label. I've got an exclusive. I'm private label. 
Then he talked about what he called the value-added reseller. And he was saying, let's say Fred, you buy Fred's organic honey, and you mix in, and you're going to laugh your head off at this example, but remember we were in Washington State, okay? We're going to mix in some marijuana oil to the organic honey, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to add some value if you want to look at it that way, and that would be something that we've improved the product. And so Cliff was making a difference between those two types of private label. I don't think he'd even heard of the type of private label you and I are seeing that is making both of us very concerned about this. And so... Well, and... and- yeah, okay. and I actually don't look at either one of those as private label mm-hmm. because, well, the, especially not the first one, and the second one, I'm not sure what that actually is. The first one, to me, would just be a standard contract as being an exclusive reseller. Mm-hmm. So when I look at private label, I look at, number one, you find a product that has no brand. It's a generic product. Mm-hmm. You create your own packaging, your own whatever around it, your own label, you make it your own brand, and then it becomes yours. That's one way a lot of people are doing private label. And then the other way that I look at private label is you go to a manufacturer, you tell them I have this, I want it made, and I want it manufactured to my specifications. Those are the ways I look at private label. Well, and that's what I don't think that he had even thought of that. These two reseller types he was talking about, I said, Cliff, what, what I'm seeing is I'm seeing people being taught to go to a trade show like ASD and find a product that looks generic and pick it up and slap their label on it and call that private label. And he Mm -hmm. said, yeah, no, that's not good. (laughs) And then the other thing you can do, too, is what they call brown box. Right. You purchase from a manufacturer and already existing, and they give you the the ability to put your own brand and label on it. And, I mean, even some of the brands that you and I have worked with in the past do that. Right. And where you such, can custom label your products. Right. There's such a continuum. That's what I was trying to point out. Cliff pointed out those two different types of reseller, and then he went into private label. And he really talked about what is private label legally. And he said there were a couple people in the room that were kind of discussing it or arguing with him, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to argue about the definition of private label because as a part of the Amazon FBA community, you have your own definition of private label. He said, my expertise is legal, and I'm going to tell you what the legal definition of private label is. You want to know what the points he made? Sure. Let's hear Trademark. Them. You must have yep. your trademark. If you're going to create your own brand, it must be trademarkable. I didn't know that was a word. You've got to be able to trademark what you're doing. You've got to take your own labeling and disclaimers, which is what you just talked about. You have to be the person supplying the warranty, and you have to be responsible for liability. Another, Mm -hmm. I know I talked a lot about Cliff, but he did have a lot of speeches, three different speeches. Another speaker that I really enjoyed was Rachel Greer. She was, her speech was on regulatory compliance for private labels and importers, and her previous position at Amazon was in the product quality team, so she did a lot of this work, okay? She said yeah. the same thing. If you are going to be what she referred to as the importer of record, which means you're the person that created this product, put your own packaging on it, did whatever you did, you have the liability. You need to be careful of that. And that was the second one of Cliff's speech was copyright and trademark law. And so between what Cliff had to say and what Rachel had to say, I think that they're is like this huge conundrum out there about the different types of private label. And I just, my wish for my audience is that you will talk to your own lawyer or your own insurance person before you head down that path. Tell both of them, this is what I want to do. 
what are my legal liabilities and requirements? Does that sound fair? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, personally, that's why I would never um, private label an ingestible, especially mm-hmm. the supplements that a lot of people do, for my personal opinion, because somebody gets a rash, somebody has a reaction, the liability is on you. Yes, and they and can, if it's your brand, they can come back to you. Yes, and there is a lot of money, speaking of branding, even on somebody else's brand in the health and beauty, there's a lot of money there. But if you actually have your product liability insurance, many of them will not cover anything that goes in or on the body. So, again, yeah. am I telling you, don't private label? No, I am not saying that. There's a lot of money to be made in retail arbitrage and in private label. I'm saying that you need to be aware before you take that step into private label what that does to your legal liabilities. I don't want someone losing their house. And this is what was said a couple of times during the conference. Somebody's going to lose their house over this before they wake up and realize what they're opening themselves up to. Um, I thought, you know, America, we live in a very litigious society, a lot of, lot of lawsuits. I learned through the conference that it's almost, it's in some cases worse and more, uh, more lawsuit-oriented in other countries. So FBA UK, FBA Germany, Many of these places, there's a lot of very unique liabilities raised by there. Something else that Cynthia Stein said in her talk when she talked about your accounts being suspended and what makes you at risk and what protects you, one of the things I thought was very interesting, she said, sellers of unique products will be rewarded. And I think that's true. So while we're saying be careful of private label, I'm not saying don't do it. Last 30 seconds to you, Karen, what do you think? Well, I think that's true. I mean, there is money to be made doing private label, just making sure you've got yourself covered, you know, about your manufacturer, how they're manufacturing it. I mean, think about it. A couple of years ago, those Shrek cups that were brought into McDonald's. Mm. I mean, McDonald's is huge, but they all got recalled because they had, I can't even remember what heavy metal in the paint. Um, You know, not every country that manufactures has the same strict standards that we do. So you've got to be careful on who you're working with and make sure you're checking all of that stuff out. That would be, you know, the best thing to do. Think of it as a business. I need to make sure that these ducks are in a row before I bring this product to market. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. if you think about how long a big oh, company takes to bring a new product to market. Thanks market. for listening. WS Radio will be back in a few seconds. Think about all the reasons you love being a small business owner. Did accounting and taxes make the list? 40% of your peers say these are the least favorite tasks of being self-employed. Amazon sellers can turn to Inventory Lab. At Inventory Lab, we were sellers before developers. Our bundled services help eliminate your daily business headaches so you can enjoy the best parts of owning a business. Get your free 30-day trial at InventoryLab.com. A podcast or radio show on WS Radio is a great way to create content marketing. Turn prospects into customers into raving fans. Contact Wade at wsradio.com or call 866-WS-RADIO. Progressive Medical. 
This is Heidi Rue, and Progressive Medical Center is the reason why I feel better than I ever have before. And Cheryl is the same way. She heard about Progressive Medical through listening to the fish, and she had suffered from bloating, exhaustion, and horrible acid reflux. After her treatment at Progressive Medical Center, though, Cheryl lost four to six inches, and she found out she had allergies, which was causing her to bloat. When Cheryl was asked to describe her experience at Progressive Medical Center, she said it was life-changing and educational. See, Progressive Medical Center treats your whole self. They don't just put a Band-Aid on your symptoms. One of the things that impressed me most about Progressive was that they really took time to listen to you, and they provide you with customized care. To begin your life change, call Progressive Medical at 770-676-6000. Progressive Medical. This is your life. Live it well. On the Internet, your business's reputation can be unjustly destroyed in an instant. Don't wait for that to happen. Building and marketing your five-star reputation can increase your business by as much as 19%. Take control of your reputation and have the five-star reputation you deserve with Reputation Marketing Solutions by DSI Development. Become the go-to company by visiting 5starrepmarketing.com. The number 5starrepmarketing.com. Small businesses are the lifeblood of America's economy. Every Thursday, SBA Radio interviews industry professionals and is dedicated to provide small businesses with timely insights and innovations. Visit www.sbaradio.us for details. Has your business been appified? Are you tired of doing marketing that doesn't deliver results? Mobile apps build loyalty and quality retention. Your app from UPG Mobile puts your business on their mind and at their fingertips. UPG Mobile will give you a custom app highlighting how you are unique, targeting your message, and improving your open rates. Appify your business and amplify your presence with your customers at upgmobilemarketinggroup.com. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com. Inventory Lab is the proud sponsor of That Cat Radio. Amazon resellers, streamline your bookkeeping at InventoryLab.com. Spend some time at Inventory Lab and save time every day with your bookkeeping. InventoryLab.com. Welcome to That Cat Radio with your host, Cat Simpson. Segment three of That Cat Radio is sponsored by Stamps.com. Stamps.com brings the post office to your office. I do love stamps, uh, Karen, don't you? And I almost called you Robin. Anderson. I do. Okay. Do you remember standing in line at the post office? I vividly remember standing in line at the post office. Mm, honestly, not really, because I've been using stamps since when I started. <laughs> well, I started before then, and I remember, I actually, I did some mystery shopping for the post office, too. That was actually fun to get to report on <laughs> for how long the lines were. Okay. Memories aside, let's move into account suspensions and product quality. Um, everyone on the Internet is talking about the Amazon account suspensions and the fact that it seems to be going up. What I got from this conference is, you're all right, it is going up. And it seems to have happened from the people that are working in this area, something, an algorithm change is what they think happened in about August of this year, where different things were starting to count and be brought to the attention of the Amazon product quality team or one of the other teams and getting folks suspended. That seems to be when they saw the real 
spike is when, in August of 2015. Karen, did you see that among the people you work with? Um, yeah, actually, I've been really lucky, knock on wood. None of the people I directly work with have been suspended. Some mm-hmm. of the people that I've done a little bit of work with here and there have been um, but there was definitely a change. It's definitely, or they lowered a threshold on something. That's possible, too. This is not like eBay where they tell us what's going on. Uh, they didn't tell us, but it's something definitely happened. So I want to put it out there. I've been recommending Cynthia Stein for a long time because I know she does a great job in uh, account suspensions. Her new book is out. It's called Suspension Prevention. You can learn all about it and her at suspensionprevention.com. Not an affiliate link, just she's my friend. Um, there's also, I found out at the conference that Chris McCabe that was there at the conference that used to work for Amazon, he's also working with people that have been suspended. And also, I had totally forgotten that Seller Engine that I used to work with, if you go to Seller Engine Services, they will actually do a free review of your account to see if they can help you get reinstated, and then they're doing suspension help also. So there's three sources I can talk about that I feel comfortable recommending the three of them. Um, also, I liked, I was one of the ones that encouraged Cynthia to put her book together because we can acknowledge that there's a problem. We can try to learn what's kicking it off and go into our accounts and try to fix it. But just sitting around waiting for the other shoe to fall is not my style. So if there's something we can be doing to go in and check out what's going on in our account and making sure that we are not in line for that, that's what I wanted to hear about. That's where her book goes. Another comment I want, I hear a lot is it's, it's going to get better. And I want to tell you a direct quote from Cynthia, it's not getting better. Direct quote from Rachel, it's not getting better. Comment from Chris, it's not getting better. So if you can understand from Amazon's point of view, they are trying to keep the marketplace clean, and they are trying to keep their customers happy. That's their main issue. So are they going to start being easier and letting more and more people get through? No. They're not changing this. It's going to be this way for a long time. So uh, my advice is to find out what's going on. I know, Karen, the talk that I gave was one of the talks you and I did together in Philly was talking about using the Amazon reports to find out about the money Amazon owes you and how to get that back. A lot of the talk at this conference was about the Amazon reports. It was about the inventory health report. It was about the returns report. It was about all of these things. So are you, with your clients, I know you keep an eye on things like, you know, stuff that's stuck in shipping. You keep an eye on their feedback. Um, What other reports do you look at for your monthly clients that might help them with this? Well, a lot of things that I keep an eye on, and one of the biggest things that I spend my time doing is fixing the listings because Amazon has those quality alerts for a reason. Well, they don't call it that anymore. They changed the name last week and changed the whole setup (laughs) of the page. What is it now? Oh, my goodness. Now it's called Listing Enhancements. Listing Um, Enhancements. Oh, excellent. Listing Enhancements is their new word for the page. Um, And that's a lot of it, too, is to make sure that the information that you have on your page matches the products that you have. Um, one of the big things that happens is, especially with a lot of people that do a lot of the retail arbitrages, they use pages that exist, and some of those pages are really bad. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it requires opening cases with Amazon, trying to get titles, trying to get, you know, one of my favorite things that happens is a title is suppressed because the title's too long, but you yeah. can't change the title unless you get approval from Amazon, oh. and they won't let you change it unless you have the manufacturer, and what if it's something that hasn't been around for years because it's an old collectible piece. Oh, ow. So, I mean, there, there's challenges to all of it, but, you know, really make sure that what you're selling, what's going on, um, matches up with what you're saying because it seems like a lot of those 
one ofs of I you know some buyer says oh I got a counterfeit. Mm-hmm. A lot of those are hitting hard in people's met, you know metrics. Yeah. Amazon's looking at if you have a product and it's getting dinged every time it goes out the door, then maybe you don't want to sell that product anymore. Exactly. And I kind of keep an eye on some of those things. Mm-hmm. But people need um, to understand that they've got to be responsible because that was what you said, your key there, about making sure those listings match 100%. That was quoted by every single person. Um, like I said, Rachel worked on the product quality team. Chris talked specifically about what is Amazon product quality. Every single one of those said, your listings have to match 100%, and you are responsible for that. If something changes and you get a heads up, something's wrong, suspend that listing. Make it inactive. Stop selling that item until you can get it fixed. They were very, very yep. strong on that. Okay, so let's go back to Cynthia's quote. Most of you need to change where you source, and many of you need to change how you treat your customers. Sourcing where you source may not be the problem, except for the counterfeit issue. You've got to be able to prove that what you bought was from a licensed, authorized source. But the issue that a lot of people are dealing with right now is product quality, and that does have to do with what you're sourcing. I was at Walmart today to get some groceries, always check out the clearance, posted my picture on Facebook of all the stuff I got. I had to go through on the toys that were such a good deal and pick out the three that the boxes weren't messed up. And even though I was going to yep. make 20 or $30 on the item, I had to put it back on the shelf. It was so hard, Karen. But the box was messed up. And you just can't sell those as new on Amazon. I think that's where a lot of people are getting hit. Is that your experience? Yeah. And, you know, one of the interesting things that I know that there's lots of discussion, and I don't think this has been definitively answered yet, is, you know, everybody says they can sell retail arbitrage because it's a um, first sale doctrine. And everybody says all of those kind of things, lots of everybody's. But here's my question. You know, yeah, you have the right to sell anything that you bought, anywhere you want. You can sell it on Craigslist. You can sell it wherever. Mm-hmm. But can you sell it as new if you bought it? And that's interesting because Cliff specifically said once you walk out those doors of Target or Walmart or Walgreens, that item is no longer new. Now, again, remember, he's saying, look, I'm not a member of the Amazon FBA community. That's not my expertise. I'm giving you the legal definition. He said, legally, once you walk out, it's not new. Then he also said, yes, I'm a very big defender of the first sale doctrine. However, as we all know, and I make this point about eBay, there's legal and then there's eBay legal. Well, there's legal and then there's Amazon legal because Amazon owns the sandbox. So they can say, yeah, it might be legal for you to sell that, but you ain't selling it here. And then right? the brands own, and then there's the brands, and and, and I don't know how, and I don't know how the exclusive deals get set up. Obviously, I don't work for Amazon. I have no idea. I'm sure that they have certain things that they do mm-hmm. um, with those, like the Gillettes, like the Dunkin' Donuts, and all of those other things that you can't sell on Amazon anymore, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Asics, or New Balance, or. All of those different things. And what what's funny is is that people, um, one of the interesting dynamics I find on, on Amazon is people create private labels by finding a generic product and, and calling it their brand name. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody else takes that exact same generic label and sticks it on, you know, and, and piggybacks on their listing, then mm-hmm. they're all upset that somebody's on their listing. <laughs> but these are the same people that, want to be able to sell anything and everything because they bought it, so they should have the right to sell it. So it's like there's a dichotomy in there in the thought process. Well, Um, yeah. 
It is definitely and an it issue. Makes it and interesting. Chris McCabe's entire speech, the guy who also worked for Amazon, his entire speech was Amazon product quality. And he said, look, the product quality team, internally they say our response time is 24 to 48 hours, and they're, they're rated on that as an employee. And he said, he said, realistically, he said, I've talked to people in there now. Their cues are taking two to three weeks to get back to you. Okay. Yep. Have you ever heard this term before? A Bezos escalation. That's when people email Jeff. Yes, yes. <laughs> they actually have an internal name for it. It's called a Bezos escalation, and they actually assign a team to that. So if you, you know, is that an answer for everybody? No. But if you do have to go the Jeff at Amazon.com route, know that they are, those emails are being read, and many of those are getting acted on. Okay, we're down to the last 45 seconds. If you get this, what they want to hear back from you is your plan of action. They want to know how you're going to fix what you've done, and they want it short, and they want it to the point, and they want it to them quickly. So plan of action, that's another term you've got to learn. Um, Bezos escalation. And here's something interesting. If you get someone in the product quality team to go ahead and approve that ASIN and let you keep selling it or let you back on the platform, if something happens later and you're kicked off, it comes back on them as a negative thing. So they're trying to make sure that they're not at risk by putting you back on the site. I thought that was interesting. We're almost out of time. One more thing, and I, I promise segment four is going to be all about positive steps of what you can take to keep your account safe. Thanks for listening to the WS Radio Network, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. If you're looking for shipping supplies for your online business, then look no further than BubbleFast. Packing peanuts? They've got them. Poly bubble mailers? They've got those too. BubbleFast even has all the shipping supplies you need for Amazon FBA. So, what are you waiting for? Visit their website today at BubbleFast.com. Oh, and don't forget to use your That Cat Radio coupon code. That Cat Radio is good for 5% off your next purchase. Bubble Fast. A podcast or radio show on WS Radio is a great way to create content marketing. Turn prospects into customers into raving fans. Contact Wade at WSRadio.com or call 866-WS-RADIO. Think about all the reasons you love being a small business owner. Did accounting and taxes make the list? 40% of your peers say these are the least favorite tasks of being self-employed. Amazon sellers can turn to Inventory Lab. At Inventory Lab, we were sellers before developers. Our bundled services help eliminate your daily business headaches so you can enjoy the best parts of owning a business. Get your free 30-day trial at InventoryLab.com. I've been bragging about Progressive Medical Center to you guys for years, and I'm so excited to have Dr. Agoli with us because, Dr. Agoli, a lot of people walk through your doors, and some of their biggest problems are they're just fatigued, they're tired all the time, and even though they're dieting and exercising, they cannot get the weight off. Why is that? It's a combination of poor metabolism, inappropriate eating, but, but more importantly, it's due to a lack of education and really doing the right testing. A lot of our patients are metabolically compromised. What does that mean? Their metabolism is not functioning. The metabolism is responsible for all physical and chemical processes 
processes necessary to sustain life, and that includes energy. And without cellular energy, your body is not going to be a burning machine. Let's get back and teach our listeners to be a fat-burning machine. It's been a lot easier to maintain my weight since Progressive Medical Center started treating me with all-natural supplements, learning proper nutrition, and that can be you today. No more frustrations about being tired or overweight. So why don't you get a hold of Progressive Medical Center today through ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlerner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. Hi, this is Rob Barnett, VinVillage.com, where wine lovers connect. Be sure to tune in weekly to Vin Village Radio for exclusive, in-depth interviews with the who's who in wine and food. Talk to me. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. WSRadio.com. Inventory Lab is the proud sponsor of That Cat Radio. Amazon resellers, streamline your bookkeeping at InventoryLab.com. Spend some time at Inventory Lab and save time every day with your bookkeeping. InventoryLab.com. Welcome to That Cat Radio with your host, Cat Simpson. Welcome back again, everyone. Thanks for choosing to come back. I'm still here with Karen Locker talking about all of the uh, issues that are coming up with Amazon seller accounts and the recent SCO business conference I went to and things I learned. Karen, it's been kind of negative so far, and you know me, I'm kind of a Pollyanna, so let's talk positive steps, shall we? Sure, but I wanted to say one thing. You yes, said please. a really key thing when you were exiting out. Okay. Amazon wants you to take responsibility for the mistake. Yes. Now, most of the people say, I didn't do, the product page changed. Uh, you know, they have a lot of reasons why the yes. whatever they got suspended for, whatever their ASIN got delisted for was not their mistake. Right. And the reality is is that anytime you do any of these appeal letters to Amazon, you have to acknowledge the mistake. Just like yes. when you get a message from a customer that they didn't get something, I'm so sorry it didn't arrive, even though it, you didn't you didn't deliver hand deliver it. Right. You just have to learn that that vocabulary. Yes, and that's what I want to talk about. It's very interesting. Um, let me keep moving because there's so much here. I, we're never going to get through all these notes. Y'all going to have to go to thatcat.com, and I will blog about the different speeches because I've got all this to give you. But did you know, Karen? This is another term I learned. Every seller in, on the back side of their account and Amazon side, they have a seller risk score. I've never heard that term before. Have you? No, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So everything that happens on your Amazon account is kept forever. So when we talk about I want to get that off my account, you want to get the negative rating off. You want to get Amazon to, uh, to, to acknowledge that you fixed it. You want to notify them, but it's never going to completely go off. It's always every communication, everything that happens on your account is kept there at Amazon forever. It is never deleted. And that all makes up what they refer to as your seller risk score. Here's something else that you need to understand. If you're selling in health and beauty especially, Rachel, who worked in the product compliance department, said, Amazon is so interested in the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, regulations that in her experience, Amazon enforces FDA more than the FDA does. 
So all of these sunscreens that all of a sudden came up and they were restricted and all of the different things that happened, those are FDA issues. So if you're selling, in, especially in that health and beauty category, you need to become very familiar with the FDA website and their regulations. Karen, have you seen a lot of issues with health and beauty category? I haven't, but a lot of the people I work with don't sell in that, that category. They, work, they sell in a lot of the different categories. Okay, awesome. Uh, health and beauty, is it, there's a lot of money to be made. I sold a lot there in my early days. It's just now it's going to be a category very careful. And everyone was wondering what the issue was. Well, of course, you know, Karen, you and I discussed it earlier. It's stuff that goes on your body or in your body. In addition to that, it falls under that FDA regs, and that's where you've got to be careful what it is. So uh, Cynthia Stein's book I'm referring to, again, Suspension Prevention. Uh, you can see the website, suspensionprevention.com. But this gives you steps to take. Basically, they're telling you you have to protect your Amazon account. It is an asset, a business asset, just like any other business asset, and you need to spend time and money protecting that asset. Rachel Greer made this comment, and Chris McCabe and Peter and several other people seconded it, so I think it's a very good suggestion. Be proactive. Every time you get a notice from Amazon, this ASIN has an issue, even though they say in that email, you don't need to contact us, we're just letting you know, they all recommended you need to send an email. You need to reply to that. Because remember what I said earlier about every communication being on your Amazon account staying there forever? Well, that's the truth. And Amazon needs to see that you are proactively paying attention to these issues and acting on them to make sure they're fit. So you heard that right. They want you, they recommended from the SCO conference, Rachel Greer, Chris McCabe, Peter Kearns, all of them, recommended you email notice at Amazon.com. Thank you for this notice. Here's what we've discovered, and we have fixed it. Another thing that, that Peter specifically posted, he said, don't say we're going to do this, this, and this, you know, the things you're going to fix. Say we have, okay? So make the changes that you need to make to your sourcing, to your workflow, to your inspection. Whatever changes need to be made, make those changes so that you can truthfully say in your email, not we're going to do this, but just use the phrase, we are doing this, we have done this, okay? And send those notices to everyone. A lot of people were concerned during the Q&A, I don't want to be a bother to Amazon, I don't want to get their attention, I don't, should I, I don't know about this email on them all the time. And that was addressed by several different people. They said, look, you're already on Amazon's radar, okay? You're not going to slide under or anything. You're not going to bother them by being the person that emails every single time. They said, if you get a notice, you need to respond to it. What do you think about that? I think that's probably a good idea because it's showing Amazon that you're paying attention to your business and what's going on in it. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, um, it, was, it was scary. There were a lot of people like me, like, oh, I don't want to bother them. <laughs> Okay, so it's not a bother. The, some of the things you really need to pay attention to, especially the imperfect order report. If you've got, Karen, you referred to this earlier. If you've got a product that just keeps getting returned, you should look into it. Well, we got specific comments from these three employees and other speakers at the event, Cynthia and others. If you've got one ASIN that's been returned more than two times, not for a reason like it's the wrong size or I didn't mean to buy this, my cousin, my dog, whatever bought it, not for those reasons. But if you've got something that's been returned more than twice, for an issue with the product, you need to immediately pull that listing and find out what that problem is. Three is really going too far. And that was a number. It didn't matter how many you sold. That was if you've got two issues in the same product, you need to stop that product and figure out what's going on. 
So inventory or imperfect order report is on your seller rating, and it goes down and shows you which products are 100% all the way down. Underneath there is a button. They don't make it easy to find. You have to pull that. You have to hit that button and say, I want an imperfect order report. And it was recommended over and over again that you check that report at least every 30 days. So imperfect order report. There was a lot of talk about the inventory health report. There's a lot of information on those reports you can find about your product quality. Everything that goes into your Amazon messages is checked by Amazon. I know you knew this, but I'm just reiterating that if you write something in Amazon message, they have it. I had heard stories about people getting a message from a customer that said something like, thank you for selling this genuine item. I'm so glad it's not fake. And that the, the robot, Amazon bot, picked up that word fake and suspended them. I'd heard those rumors, but I'd never – I met someone that happened to, Karen. <laughs> Interesting, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it's definitely – you know it's that there's something like Google has its bots, Amazon has it that checks all these things. Yes, um, and things like fake and counterfeit are the biggest buzzwords that can yes. get you in yes. trouble. And Okay, so be careful of those words, especially hop on those. Make sure you have authorized uh, permits from those products. Last thing, i got a minute and a half to go. Peter Kearns introduced something I'd never heard of that I'm reading more about now called the Amazon Leadership Principles. And you can Google that. It's all over the web. The Amazon Leadership Principles, those are not secrets. Those are what Amazon, what Jeff Bezos wants to run his company. He says this, his speech was how to speak so Amazon will listen. And he said the Amazon leadership principles, if you understand how Amazon runs, will help you communicate with Amazon in a way that gets your emails read and gets you what you need. The top four, the top four uh, leadership principles he pointed out that were important for Amazon sellers to use, number one, customer obsession, number two, ownership, number three, insist on high standards, number four, show a bias for action. So look up, guys, Amazon Leadership Principles. Look for those four especially. Learn how to run your business the way Amazon is. Another uh, advertisement or advice from Peter was treat Amazon as your number one customer because they are. You got the last 30 seconds, Karen. What do you think about all that? Oh, I mean, that's very true, and that's kind of what I was talking about at the beginning is you need to take ownership of everything that happens in your business. Mm -hmm. If there's a bad product page that you're listed against, you need to fix it or find someone to fix it for you. you. You have to treat everything on there as exactly what it is because that's what will come and get you in the end. Um, you know, and I, you know I'm in hundreds of pro uh, product pages a day. Yes. And there's some really, really bad ones out there. Absolutely, and guys. Check out Karen at Solutions, the number four, ecommerce.com. And thanks for listening to WS Radio Network, the worldwide leader in Internet thought. Does your business do a lot of shipping and wish you could get more for less? Stamps.com is the solution. It's the ideal way to automate and simplify your e-commerce shipping needs. Easily import all your venues like eBay, Amazon, and others. Trips to the post office will soon become a memory. Stamps.com gives you postage on demand. Just click, print, and mail at discounted shipping rates. See why so many e-commerce businesses have switched. Visit Stamps.com. Think about all the reasons you love being a small business owner. Did accounting and taxes make the list? 40% of your peers say these are the least favorite tasks of being self-employed. Amazon sellers can turn to Inventory Lab. At Inventory Lab, we were sellers before developers. 
Our bundled services help eliminate your daily business headaches so you can enjoy the best parts of owning a business. Get your free 30-day trial at InventoryLab.com. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches training program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coaches training program, just call 1-888-548-6813. That's 1-888-548-6813. No family can survive on two incomes anymore, let alone one. If you are supplementing your family's income working from home, then tune into The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio. Host Deb Bixler brings you sales tips, lead generation systems, and best business practices that guarantee direct sales success. Whether you're looking for a little extra cash or a career change, The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio, will give you proven systems that will work in your home business. The Cash Flow Show, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. If you're looking for shipping supplies for your online business, then look no further than Bubble Fast. Packing peanuts, they've got them. Poly Bubble Mailers, they've got those too. Bubble Fast even has all the shipping supplies you need for Amazon FBA. So, what are you waiting for? Visit their website today at BubbleFast.com. Oh, and don't forget to use your That Cat Radio coupon code. That Cat Radio is good for 5% off your next purchase. Bubble Fast. 